Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the Sociology Staff Room. Hello, and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. I'm Katie Tyler, and we've got a great guest today. Who is? Duncan Hall. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm good. I feel very rested. You? Yeah, same here. Yeah, been a nice, uh, nice break. <laughs> yeah, and so we're back for 2024. Um, who would believe it? We've already been doing the podcast now for what, just over a year, I think, year and a half, something like that. So 18 months of I podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting. And, yeah, and six. Well, I can't remember exactly how many episodes we've got, but sixty odd episodes of yeah, amazing, really. Amazing, and we've got some really great guests as well. So that's mm. been. Fantastic, which is what we're going to talk about and also what's yeah, coming yeah. up for this rest of this year. Um, so let's go straight into it. It's like almost like a top, what was it? Back on the old olden days, we had Top of the Pops and the Chart Show. It's yeah. sort of our uh, yeah, top, Desert, top one. Desert Islands podcast, Desert Island podcast guests or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some of our favourites. And hopefully, you know, it might make people want to have a little listen to some of those as well. Go yeah. back and have a little listen to them. Definitely. So obviously we've got different ones, haven't we, that we thought were our highlights. Not to say there weren't other highlights, but um, no, not at all. tell me about one of yours. Well, I mean, it's one of the most recent ones we did, actually. But um, I think we've got to have a shout out to um, Steve uh who was uh, who was the um head of curriculum for sociology at AQA and he came and uh, spoke to us uh just before christmas um i thought that was a, a really fascinating discussion uh for lots of reasons i mean one thinking about the future of the subject and uh, and and assessment and things going forward but and the curriculum going forward but also i hate the word term going forward and i said it twice then don't let me say going forward again. Stop me if I say that again. <laughs> um, so, in the future, there we go. Um, but also, it was interesting to hear from uh, Steve about his own teaching experience and the importance of sociology to him. And I'm sure a lot of that echoed greatly with our listeners, and certainly did with with uh, you and me. Um, so I, th- I thought that was that was a really good chat. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think for us, for me, it was it was nice to hear from someone who works for AKA in such a prestigious role, but also has the longevity of being a classroom teacher uh-huh. in, a, a, in a comprehensive school, do you know what I mean, or in, in sort of state education. So it was really yeah. someone that had a really good understanding of the trials and tribulations of, of, of teaching. So it should be exciting to see what happens next in regards to, to sociology and, and the future of it as well. So I thought that was, that was good. Yeah, definitely. So I, th- I, I that would be my first one on the, uh, on the list. Should we have a... A little listen to a a clip from from Steve. Go for it, go for it. Right, well, um, here we go then. So in terms of sociology, I remember studying it. I'm showing my age here, all right, uh, at O-level and then at A-level. Then I went on to do a degree and my PGC in Manchester University way back uh, in the mid-1980s. And I'm almost going to be going full circle actually because I'm really looking forward next month to going back to Manchester to deliver a PGC conference for sociology students just like I was at in 1985. So between that period um, once I qualified I uh, started teaching uh, sociology just as GCSEs were beginning in 1988 Mm-hmm. And my first ever class, actually, was an evening class. I just uh, 
the youth tutor at the time said, oh, would you mind taking over the evening class? Because the, the teacher's going to be uh, retiring. And I said, OK, I'll give it a go. So as a young sociology teacher, I started that. And then a couple of years after that, in 1990, the head teacher at the time said, would you like to set up a sociology department? And I said, yes, let's go for it. So I've been teaching GCSE and A-level sociology since then, 1990, over 32 years of experience. I became head of social sciences in that time, a post that I held for over 25 years, I think it was. As well as that, I was the chief examiner for GCSE sociology for 17 years. Um, I had to relinquish that post alongside my teaching career because this challenge came up to become head of curriculum at AQA Sociology. And I just thought it was a point in my life, I'd just reached 60, uh, where I could really make a difference nationally and offer all my expertise, really, Casey. Mm, oh my God, that's amazing. It's like the sort of dream job, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. Yes. I don't... So there we go. Katie, what would be your first um, pick? It's hard to choose, but I'm going to go for the ones that, yeah, it's hard to choose, but um, I'd say I'd go for the ones that I probably took a lot away. Not that I didn't take a lot away from other ones, but I actually sort of actioned <laughs> straight away. One of them, yes. the first one, is one around metacognitions. And I'm, I'm a fan of metacognition full stop. I, I do like that whole, I think sociology lends itself well to thinking. But it was, and I, we'll go to the clip in a minute, but it was the point around those sort of wraparounds. So when like a student does an assessment, they can respond to it prior to having had marking which i know sounds like really like obvious but i've always done something similar but always after i've given the feedback it's sort of like a what you call a dirt activity or a purple pen activity whatever you want to call it so i sort of did it prior to so it's actually changed how i set my assessments up now so i set shorter assessments um but allow time for students to like look at the mark scheme and then hand it in sort of thing um, yeah, so yeah, let's have a listen, because for me it's really cool oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's yeah. just, a again, it's just a series <clears throat> of prompts. Some of the prompts will be focused on how they prepared for it, because that's all about self-regulating. Nine times out of ten, students haven't done well on a test because they haven't used effective revision techniques. So that's another thing we look at with metacognition within my subject, is equipping the students with strategies for revision that are actually effective. Um, and then um, and then the other parts of the prompts are just about how they thought their quality of work was, how they felt they did on certain assessment objectives using mark schemes and so forth. So it's not so much mark driven, the assessment wrappers, it's more about the process that they went through and that then they can make hopefully progress because what I have them then do after each assessment is bring back the previous assessment to see if they're writing the same things in terms of what they need to improve. And if that's the case, then they're not being reflective learners and they need to come up with new strategies to, in order to, you know, to make progress. Mm, that's interesting, isn't it? To sort of bring out their previous and put them side by side as an yeah, activity. Yeah, it, it, and almost, like a, you can map across, couldn't you? Get yes, them to think about, yes, okay, yeah. well, where, have you, you know, have you, and that's the, for lots of people, it would be analysis, I think. I think it, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, so, yeah. Especially if they've revised, they sort of want to tell you yeah. everything, don't they? They've learned. Yeah. So actually, look, mapping across, you you know, feedback, for example, wasn't analysis in the past. Let's look at your current essay. Okay, and, and yeah, and that you said that was your action point for next time. But yeah, so that's yeah. a really, I, yeah, yeah. That's a really I'm, I'm borrowing so that. So I've just done sure. this because I, I, first week of term, I set my 13s. It was a theories essay on 
the contributions, evaluate the contributions of feminism. And mm -hmm. so obviously their essay was all about feminism, but they didn't answer the question, well, what's the contribution here? And they didn't show the relative, they, didn't, they just didn't answer the question. They just gave me a load of sociology. So I purposely, this assessment they've just handed in for me on Monday was evaluate the contributions that media's had on our understanding of crime and deviance. So that then they're starting to, they, it's that idea of they're activating their previous case. So Mrs. Watts has given us loads of feedback on this. We went through what contributions should, you know, how that should look in an essay. And my, then I gave them another one. And I've noticed on the second one, because I've marked them, more of them are now starting to pick that up. Not all of them have, because we learners are at different stages. But again, they're going to have a test when we come back, which is going to be evaluate the contributions of labeling theory. So it's this idea of you need to understand that it's not just an evaluate. It's, there's mm -hmm. something else to that question because um, they're similar to the usefulness questions, etc. cetera. Um, so the idea is that then most students should pick on it. Not all students will. Can you yeah, see what so, I mean now? Uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely see what you mean. Yeah. I know other teachers have gone ahead and done some, something on the back of that as well. well I, mean, I think you were like, yeah, and I think that's important. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? That's that's really what, what you want from, from this. Um, I think probably inevitably partly because of me not being um, currently a classroom practitioner, although obviously I'm sort of designing resources all the time and coming up with um, teaching and learning ideas. So it's still, I still get a lot from those sort of, you know, these, those focused um, sessions. I suppose sometimes my highlights tend to be the ones where it's kind of talking about sociology in a, in a, in a broader sense and kind of the, uh, the, you know why people love the subject and why it's important and and, and 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 i think it's great that we have the kind of a mixture of that and here's a here's something to do in the classroom tomorrow type stuff and i think it's great that we get those um those combinations so i suppose for that reason my next pick would possibly be uh dr Pereira, um who came to us uh last summer was it spring summer um yeah. uh to talk about a range of issues really i mean it ended up i think we ended up running the gamut of of pretty much pretty much everything um but a lot of it was about the importance of sociology and and um and, you know why students should still be learning this this subject and why it's so important and we've had actually quite a lot of sessions that in different ways touched on that we had the should it be a compulsory subject we had um you know why uh the importance of theory and and all that kind of thing all of which i think you know really valuable um but this is a good example of that of that sort of uh that, that sort of episode um and i think we'll have a, a listen to a clip here where you can really hear how how passionate maria was about her subject well one one of the um things that um came out of my uh ethnographic work with the 14 year olds in the school was that um well i uh, they they knew from the start that i was studying them i was very open about that they knew i was writing a book they got to read the book we got to discuss the results even before i finished writing the book um and one of the things that several of them said was that participating in a sociological study i sort of being put in a position where they were given a space to think collectively and critically about what they were doing on a day-to-day -day basis at school had changed their lives. And so these 14-year-olds, none of them really, maybe one or two, then went on to study social sciences and even to take sociology uh, in secondary school. But most of them, they've gone on to do other things. 
but they felt that at that age to have that space to think critically about their lives had changed their lives because they had been able to actually change their behaviors for example in relation to bullying in relation to to how they interacted with others how they saw themselves and so I, I kind of think that with sociology, there's the question of why is it important to teach it as a discipline, as, as a degree? And, and, uh, but more importantly for me than that is to teach it as a life experience, as a life skill, as a way of being present in, in the world. And, and, and I think we've got young people at the moment in lots of countries that are very, very open to thinking about um, social injustice, about inequalities, about how the world works. Um, I think sometimes social media um, uh, sparks that curiosity, but then um, uh, sort of channels it into places that are not always the most um, effective, i.e. They, they, they then think they know a lot about the world because they saw something on social media, so now they're experts, and because and, uh, they sort of um, think that mainstream media they're critical of, but social media somehow is more authentic. Um, so, so I love how social media has opened up their appetite to think critically about life. But at the same time, I think more than ever, they're coming in with um, a whole range of fixed views about the world that uh, having a space in school to unpack collectively with others rather than individually on a screen or with others through a screen is really, really crucial. Um, and so, and, 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 and this idea of co collectivity for me is really important because one of the things I have noticed change in the sociology students that we get at university is that they're less and less open to conversation and interaction with other students. When I started teaching 10, 15 years ago, students would get to know each other. You'd, as you were setting up your seminar, they'd be chatting to each other, they'd study together, and now they don't do that. They actually consume their education, I use that word critically, very individually, um, mm. in, in a very sort of lonely, kind of utilitarian way. And I think sociology and a lot of, for example, feminist sociology that I use, it looks at how the personal is political, how the personal is collective, I think is such a helpful way of making them feel connected to other people, less lonely, less anxious. So I sort of see sociology as a discipline, as a way of looking at the world, but also as a way of understanding your relationship with other people. You see what I mean, Katie? Yeah, I'm definitely, do you know what, she doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to be contacting her again and getting her on. Because, I mean, like you said, it spoke about, she speaks so much, not only about passion for sociology and undergraduate study, but also how we can student, teachers compare the, the, our students' A-level, um, the importance of research, and obviously, like, just the, the fact that she did observations and she sort of talked about how tiring that was as well. So there's just so much there. Um, definitely, I think I need to get her back on. So that's a, a note to self on that one, for sure. Um, my next one is um, on anti-racism. So oh, yeah. And it was just really practical advice, again, that teachers, I think we think as teachers we take an active role in being anti-racist but it sort of tells us about I don't know gave, gave me time to reflect about how we can be more anti-racist within our classroom and how to get support within the school environment um, and just again I thought I suppose because I am a, a practicing teacher I, I like stuff that I can 
listen to the session and then do something with it within the next 24 hours, ideally, uh, and make some sort of change into my classroom. And she spoke about enrichment activities and talked about networking with our teachers within the school. Um, so I thought it was really, really, really useful. So yeah, can we have a little listen to that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and you'd be surprised at how how much they can recognise that, for example, if we look at something like freedom of speech, right, you'll have the argument that, you know, freedom of speech, anyone should be able to say whatever they like, you know, and if people get offended, then that's just a, essentially like a, 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 a trade-off or having the privilege of being able to have freedom of speech. But then you you hear, you. I was reading in a transcript and you hear the pupils talk about it and you hear them come to a consensus of, how to what degree is this okay where does it cross the line where are we tipping into where it's problematic where it's dangerous etc and they don't necessarily all have the exact same opinion but they're able to deliberate about it and come to a consensus and understand the concept and the theory of something but also find a consensus that suits everybody that was in the conversation at that time but then you it's but then it's making them realize that these conversations are continuous they don't because context and circumstances will change. So maybe there may be half of the pupils in the room who maybe do agree with this problematic, the problematic nature. By the end of the year, you come back to this conversation, you're maybe doing a recap, revising for an exam, and you throw out the conversation again. And in those six months, they're now deliberating again, now talking again, and you can see where the growth and the change has happened. And it's happened in that deliberative space, allowing them to be, allowing them to think, allowing them to interrogate their own opinions and I think it's hard because that requires time and of course you have to get through the syllabus you have to get through the lessons you have to get through you know what is going to be on the exams and that is what I think is most difficult and then sometimes it's just about setting the tone and letting them know your expectations and saying like this is what I would like to do most of the time as your teacher but I'm aware that we have you know constraints and we need to focus on the exam period and maybe, of course, optionally giving them that extracurricular time. So, like sociology club, for example. <laughs> it's probably not. I know it's probably not a thing. Well, but... I, have, I have a sociology society. Oh, that's exactly. amazing! Yeah, I didn't have anything like that at school. Yeah, I didn't have anything like that at school. And so, it's about, of course, using that extracurricular, extracurricular time as well. But I feel like it is really difficult because there's so many times in schools where you for example across whether it's english history like sociology there's so many sub geography there's so many subjects that it applies to um and i think as well teachers need to use what they have don't try and reinvent the wheel like you don't stress yourself out under things you can't control for example like the exam period coming up you can't change the date of exams you have a you have a finite amount of time between the beginning of the year and exams you're not going to be able to do everything that you want to do that doesn't mean you're a bad teacher it doesn't mean that you're not all good. like none of those things it's it sucks that we have these limitations um and so again working with someone i think is really good because then you can say to each other right let's stick realistic practical go goals what topics do we have this year coming up what opportunities do we have where are we finding this an issue and how can we use it in a way um where it's not harmful and it's kind of exercising those critical thinking muscles and we're kind of interrog again interrogating and acknowledging where this is problematic and talking about that side of things um i think that that is the most important thing just finding meaningful moments and over the years over the years they'll accumulate That's really good. Yeah, really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. she's working towards her MA as well in sociology, so it's very contemporary, you know, as well, the sort of, yeah. that sort of uh, social justice element. So, yeah, 
that was my my one. So there's lots there, isn't there? There's not that many. There's lots of other ones like you've alluded to. I, Absolutely. We're going to get Richards back on um, to talk about yep. can we teach sociology without a bias in the next couple of weeks. So that's something to listen to. And again, I, I like the fact that he is so um, realistic as a sociology teacher. So we've got him to look, look uh, listen to again. Yeah. Um, we've got how to stretch our A star and A grade students. Uh, if, right. you know, which is, I think it's interesting because I was thinking that like, oh, do you want to stretch and challenge all your students? But someone's going to talk about some, uh, how we sort of stretch those top end students. Not that we all sort of want to stretch all of them, but um, we're also going to have talk about the sort of more niche subjects, talk about cultural identity uh, coming up. So um, oh, that's great to be looking at that again because we did you did one on um, teaching cultural identity, didn't you? About this time last year, maybe, and obviously we had um, uh, Richard talking about work poverty and welfare, um, and it's it's interesting to think about these minority topics because um, there's so much sociology that you could that you could teach students and obviously there's good reasons to stick with the tried and tested topics but it's interesting to consider some of the alternatives that you can teach yeah i think you've got more people coming out want to try out different ones and that's where the cultural identity conversations come from is, is one of our facebook members um and um, she's been prompted to do it so we're sort of bouncing that's going to be it's really us bouncing ideas of what we do between us when we, yeah. we have that interview uh, I would also perhaps we should get perhaps we should get you on again, Katie, to talk stratification. Oh, don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but in, in a bit, in a bit, in a bit, in a bit. Yeah. Although I'm really looking yeah. forward to teaching that. I really, really, really am. So uh, I know yeah. that some people might be. There are some people have reservations about doing that because that's taught at GCSE, so they don't want having like a duplicate of a course that's at GCSE and A level. So if you sort of go down that route, there is that. Um, element of like yeah, yeah. teachers wanting a bit of a change and then we hopefully have got Sarah uh, Dr Sarah Kent coming on uh talking about again the importance of sociology and how we can sort of stretch and challenge our students and I think as I understand she's just written a new book of contemporary studies um so it'd be interesting to see what she's sort of saying what sort of other research is out there in in sociology so I think we've got a really exciting year ahead of us um I think we've booked up right for the summer way, it? yeah fantastic yeah great stuff and i'm sure we'll be doing our usual ones on kind of revision and preparing students for the exams and things when we get nearer to that yeah. time of the year too yeah, um definitely. perhaps get some of our previous guests back on to discuss these and we've also got those well. great boosters haven't we got those great boosters yeah coming up soon coming up very soon so yeah it'd be great to see you and your students out oh, oh, those yeah definitely okay thank Perfect. <laughs> I thought you were saying something else. Yeah, there, we were, we, we, I thought we were, we were both winding up to, uh, to, yeah, to, I, to I, do I, the I thank you very much. Yeah, I thought we were going to do the thank you very much. We've also got revision blasts as well. So there's a lot going on. Yes, we're busy, busy. Starting those again soon as well. A couple of months ahead of us. But yes, enjoy the rest of the break and we will look forward <laughs> to seeing some of you guys at, at the Grey Boosters. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, Katie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you soon. Bye-bye. The Sociology Staff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor 2 or Instagram at tutor 2 You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.